Genesis 39 1-41-16. Meanwhile, Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, where an Egyptian named Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh and captain of the guard, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him there. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he became a successful man, serving in the household of his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him and made him prosper in all he did, Joseph found favor in his sight and became his personal attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household and entrusted him with everything he owned. From the time that he put Joseph in charge of his household and all he owned, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's household on account of him. The Lord's blessing was on everything he owned, both in his house and in his field. So Potiphar left all that he owned in Joseph's care, he did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. Now Joseph was well-built and handsome. And after some time his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph and said, Sleep with me. But he refused. Look, he said to his master's wife, With me here, my master does not concern himself with anything in his house, and he has entrusted everything he owns to my care. No one in this house is greater than I am. He has withheld nothing from me except you, because you are his wife. So how could I do such a great evil and sin against God? Although Potiphar's wife spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her or even be near her. One day, however, Joseph went into the house to attend to his work, and not a single household servant was inside. She grabbed Joseph by his cloak and said, Sleep with me. But leaving his cloak in her hand, he escaped and ran outside. When she saw that he had left his cloak in her hand and had run out of the house, she called her household servants. Look, she said, this Hebrew has been brought to us to make sport of us. He came to me so he could sleep with me, but I screamed as loud as I could. When he heard me scream for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. So Potiphar's wife kept Joseph's cloak beside her until his master came home. Then she told him the same story, the Hebrew slave you brought us came to me to make sport of me. But when I screamed for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. When his master heard the story his wife told him, saying, This is what your slave did to me, he burned with anger. So Joseph's master took him and had him thrown into the prison where the king's prisoners were confined. While Joseph was there in the prison, the Lord was with him and extended kindness to him, granting him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. And the warden put all the prisoners under Joseph's care, so that he was responsible for all that was done in the prison. The warden did not concern himself with anything under Joseph's care, because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. Some time later, the king's cupbearer and baker offended their master, the king of Egypt. Pharaoh was angry with his two officers, the chief cupbearer and the chief baker, and imprisoned them in the house of the captain of the guard, the same prison where Joseph was confined. The captain of the guard assigned them to Joseph, and he became their personal attendant. After they had been in custody for some time, both of these meant the Egyptian king's cupbearer and baker, who were being held in the prison had a dream on the same night, and each dream had its own meaning. When Joseph came to them in the morning, he saw that they were distraught. So he asked the officials of Pharaoh who were in custody with him in his master's house, Why are your faces so downcast today? We both had dreams, they replied, but there is no one to interpret them. Then Joseph said to them, Don't interpretations belong to God? Tell me your dreams. So the chief cupbearer told Joseph his dream, in my dream there was a vine before me. And on the vine were three branches. As it budded, its blossoms opened and its clusters ripened into grapes. Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes, squeezed them into his cup, and placed the cup in his hand. Joseph replied, This is the interpretation, the three branches are three days. Within three days Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore your position. You will put Pharaoh's cup in his hand, just as you did when you were his cupbearer. But when it goes well for you, 
Please remember me and show me kindness by mentioning me to Pharaoh, that he might bring me out of this prison. For I was kidnapped from the land of the Hebrews, and even here I have done nothing for which they should have put me in this dungeon. When the chief baker saw that the interpretation was favorable, he said to Joseph, I too had a dream, there were three baskets of white bread on my head. In the top basket were all sorts of baked goods for Pharaoh, but the birds were eating them out of the basket on my head. Joseph replied, This is the interpretation, the three baskets are three days. Within three days Pharaoh will lift off your head and hang you on a tree. Then the birds will eat the flesh of your body. On the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, he held a feast for all his officials, and in their presence he lifted up the heads of the chief cupbearer and the chief baker. Pharaoh restored the chief cupbearer to his position, so that he once again placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. But Pharaoh hanged the chief baker, just as Joseph had described to them in his interpretation. The chief cupbearer, however, did not remember Joseph, he forgot all about him. After two full years had passed, Pharaoh had a dream, he was standing beside the Nile. When seven cows, sleek and well-fed, came up from the river and began to graze among the reeds. After them, seven other cows, sickly and thin, came up from the Nile and stood beside the well-fed cows on the bank of the river. And the cows that were sickly and thin devoured the seven sleek, well-fed cows. Then Pharaoh woke up. But he fell back asleep and dreamed a second time, seven heads of grain, plump and ripe, came up on one stalk. After them, seven other heads of grain sprouted, thin and scorched by the east wind. And the thin heads of grain swallowed up the seven plump, ripe ones. Then Pharaoh awoke and realized it was a dream. In the morning his spirit was troubled, so he summoned all the magicians and wise men of Egypt. Pharaoh told them his dreams, but no one could interpret them for him. Then the chief cupbearer said to Pharaoh, Today I recall my failures. Pharaoh was once angry with his servants, and he put me and the chief baker in the custody of the captain of the guard. One night both the chief baker and I had dreams, and each dream had its own meaning. Now a young Hebrew was there with us, a servant of the captain of the guard. We told him our dreams and he interpreted them for us individually. And it happened to us just as he had interpreted, I was restored to my position, and the other man was hanged. So Pharaoh sent for Joseph, who was quickly brought out of the dungeon. After he had shaved and changed his clothes, he went in before Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream, and no one can interpret it. But I have heard it said of you that when you hear a dream you can interpret it. I myself cannot do it, Joseph replied, but God will give Pharaoh a sound answer. Matthew 12 46-13-23 Now while he was speaking to the crowds, behold, his mother and brothers were standing outside, seeking to speak to him. Then someone said to him, Behold, your mother and your brothers are standing outside, seeking to speak to you. And answering, he said to the one telling him, Who is my mother, and who are my brothers? And having stretched out his hand to his disciples, he said, Behold, my mother and my brothers. For whoever shall do the will of my Father who is in the heavens, he is my brother and sister and mother. In that same day, Jesus, having gone forth from the house, was sitting by the sea. And great crowds were gathered together to him, so that he having entered into a boat, sat down, and all the crowd stood on the shore. And he spoke to them many things in parables, saying, Behold, the one sowing went out to sow. And in his sowing, indeed some fell along the road, and the birds having come, devoured them. And other fell upon the rocky places where it did not have much soil. And it sprang up immediately, through having no depth of soil. And the sun having risen, they were scorched, and through not having root, were dried up. And other fell upon the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. And other fell upon the good soil and were yielding fruit indeed some a hundredfold, and some sixty, and some thirty. The one having ears, let him hear. And the disciples having approached, said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? 
And answering he said to them, Because it has been granted to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of the heavens, but to them it has not been granted. For whoever has, to him will be given, and he will be in abundance. And whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Because of this I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, saying, In hearing you will hear and never understand, and in seeing you will see and never perceive. For the heart of this people has grown dull, and they barely hear with the ears, and they have closed their eyes, lest ever they should see with the eyes, and they should hear with the ears, and they should understand with the heart, and should turn, and I will heal them. But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. For truly I say to you that many prophets and righteous men long to see what you see, and did not see, and to hear what you hear, and did not hear. You, therefore, hear the parable of the one having sown. Everyone hearing the word of the kingdom and not understanding, the evil one comes and snatches away that having been sown in his heart. This is the one having been sown on the path. And the one having been sown upon the rocky places, this is the one hearing the word and immediately receiving it with joy. And he has in himself no root, but is temporary. And having come tribulation or persecution on account of the word, immediately he falls away. And the one having been sown among the thorns, this is the one hearing the word, but the care of this present age and the deceit of riches choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. But the one having been sown on the good soil, this is the one hearing the word and understanding, who indeed brings forth fruit and produces indeed, some a hundredfold, and some sixty, and some thirty. Psalm 17 1-15. A Prayer of David. Hear, O Lord, my righteous plea, listen to my cry. Give ear to my prayer it comes from lips free of deceit. May my vindication come from your presence, may your eyes see what is right. You have tried my heart, you have visited me in the night. You have tested me and found no evil, I have resolved not to sin with my mouth. As for the deeds of men by the word of your lips I have avoided the ways of the violent. My steps have held to your paths, my feet have not slipped. I call on you, O God, for you will answer me. Incline your ear to me, hear my words. Show the wonders of your loving devotion, you who save by your right hand those who seek refuge from their foes. Keep me as the apple of your eye, hide me in the shadow of your wings. From the wicked who assail me, from my mortal enemies who surround me. They have closed their callous hearts, their mouths speak with arrogance. They have tracked us down, and now surround us, their eyes are set to cast us to the ground. Like a lion greedy for prey, like a young lion lurking in ambush. Arise, O Lord, confront them. Bring them to their knees, deliver me from the wicked by your sword. From such men, O Lord, by your hand from men of the world whose portion is in this life. May you fill the bellies of your treasured ones and satisfy their sons, so they leave their abundance to their children. As for me, I will behold your face in righteousness, when I awake, I will be satisfied in your presence. Proverbs 3:33-35. The curse of the Lord is on the house of the wicked, but he blesses the home of the righteous. He mocks the mockers, but gives grace to the humble. The wise will inherit honor, but fools are held up to shame.